Take a pinch of pre-order disappointment, a dash of upcoming games in 2017, and Luke Skywalker's cane, and what do you get? A piping hot episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. We like to start off the show by talking a little bit about what we've been playing and what we're watching. And let's kick things off with a script, what you've been playing and what you're watching. I've been playing a little bit of uh, Hollow Knight. Um, it's a little Metroidvania type platformer. It's really, really good. Um, also, barely jumped into Pillars of Eternity. Um, that came recommended from one of the guys that I'm working with, and it's 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 really good. It's really good so far. I'm barely. I'm just like maybe a couple hours into it, and um, and it's good. It's very. Um, it's working well. I actually ran into a weird thing early on where, and it seemed like people on the forums were saying that at certain instances it, it takes forever for load screens to process. Even when you're going like from the outside world into like a tiny house, there's there's always a load screen. And it was taking like a good solid like minute to two minutes for the load screen to process. But I moved my game file in steam over to another hard drive and now they work faster so i don't know if maybe my hard drive was too full or maybe this is a faster um drive i mean my drives are typically all the same speed but it could be the the uh the, whatever the the connection inside my computer i know i've got a couple different like three gigabytes per second versus six gigabytes i don't know if that makes a difference but it's zippy fast if anybody else is having that problem um as far as what i've been watching um not a whole lot game of thrones oh it's that small indie show i yeah i've heard a little bit about that it's struggling i think but you know if enough people watch it i think it'll do well i um, hope so I'm really rude. yeah yeah um that's pretty much it i got to season six on supernatural and kind of lost lost interest i'm gonna still yeah, watch it but that's the point was, where a lot of people fall off it's i mean it's just and i was telling my girlfriend this and she's like no you have to keep watching it's so good and i was like i believe you but it's like they wrapped up this whole storyline so nicely that I, I i don't have any like i'm not compelled to keep watching to find out what's going on because i feel like it's just going to be more of the same i mean you fight the devil I mean, how how much bigger can it get from that? Like Devil's that brother, pretty. Well, we've already seen those, though. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's like, yeah, brother. Yeah, and so I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there's some interesting things, um, but and I'll watch it. But I'm I'm not so it's not so urgent as it was when I was in you know season three, four, and starting five. So I don't know. Other than that, I don't think i don't think i've been watching any 
other shows. Rick and Morty. Heard that's, that's hot. Really good. I heard that season three is really, really good. Okay. Yeah. I'm Last still, night's episode, episode was amazing. Yeah. yeah I, I also see. heard that God. too. <laughs> I'm behind because it's, it's not on Hulu, is it right now? No, you have to catch so, it on like um, the Adult Swim app or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Anyway, yeah, that's it for me. Travis, what you been playing and what you watching? Well, script. I know you wanted to talk about Horizon Zero Dawn, but something terrible happened. The uh-huh. Necromancer hit in Diablo Three, and I've been doing nothing but playing Diablo Three. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. That's forgivable. That game it's a is good a game. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, it's 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 really amazing how much that game has changed over the years. Like we we haven't done seasons before, and I, Katie and I jumped into a season when it started up a week and a half ago, and I'm already a higher Paragon level in that than I ever got in the years leading up to this. Like the the experience curve is insane now, and you get super powerful really fast, but. It's a lot of fun. The Necromancer is a great class. I'm sure they're going to nerf it because it's kind of dominant, but it's a lot of fun. Because it's too good? Yeah, that seems like it's a little unbalanced in, in the fact that you can just tear shit up with the Necro right oh, now. The corpse explosion would just clear a room. Yeah, um, yeah. So much fun. So much fun. I mean, they got the fun part of it. They just nailed it. Yes, absolutely. Still some bugs they haven't fixed in it, some skills that don't work right, but it's great. Uh, for, as for watching, we've been watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Almost done with that. That is a hilarious show, if anybody hasn't seen it. Um, and we just started The Leftovers recently, which is an HBO series that just finished up. About, like, one and a half million people just suddenly go missing, like, disappear out of thin air. And it's kind of the aftermath of that and trying to deal with it. What is this called? The Leftovers. What what is it what is it on? It's Netflix? on HBO. HBO. Oh man. Another subscription. Yeah, we started up a uh an HBO Now subscription for mm-hmm. while Game of Thrones is on the air and then just trying to catch things that we have wanted to watch while we have it. I'll have to check it out. I, I watch I don't have HBO. I, I watch it at my girlfriend's house. She has it, so I, maybe maybe I can talk her into another show. I'm sure she'd be into it. Good sci-fi. Ah, uh, I don't even know if you call it good sci-fi. Things about it. But is the is the Damian Lindelof the guy that did Lost and no. yeah yeah is it yeah it's his show yeah it's, he's yep. the showrunner. Uh, it's his show, ne- man. Never mind. Well, okay, <laughs> you have to consider that it's it's only three seasons long, and each season is only ten episodes, so he, he can't go nuts with it like he did with Lost. I've heard he has a plan. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll give it a chance. If you recommend it, I'll give it a chance. I don't know if I recommend it yet. We've watched, like, four episodes of it, but mm. I hear good things. Right on. That's about it. White... All right, White Boy Slim, what you been playing? What you watching? So, um, obviously, I've been checking out Game of Thrones because everybody is checking out Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, I don't know. We could probably do a whole episode on that just oh, yeah. from this season alone. Have you seen the last night's episode? Yes. Oh, my okay. gosh. <laughs> we can't spoil everybody... it for script, but holy shit, right? <laughs> I everybody know. Everybody, make yeah. sure to check out our new podcast, Cheerful Thrones. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
as far as other stuff I've been watching, uh, me and my wife, we just started going through uh, Orphan Black for the first time. Oh, it's so good. And, oh man, that show is so good. I am hooked on it so hard. Next Sunday. We're only on season two, but... Um, Next week yeah. is the last episode, so you picked a good time to start. That was kind of one of the reasons we decided to jump into it is um, we knew it was coming to a close. A lot of people had recommended it to us. We figured, well, now's a great time because we could just binge like everything, you know. Um, but, oh, man, so good. Um, as for what I've been playing, uh, I decided to venture into the Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer beta that they had run this last week. Um, recruited a couple of friends to uh, help out with that. Um, it's it's not bad. I, I mean, it was a beta, and there's a lot of bugs that they got to work out. Uh, especially the matchmaking is terrible uh, in the beta right now. But once we finally got all three of us on the same server, so that we could all join the same mission in the one window period they give you to find people to play with. You know, once we jumped all these hurdles and we actually got to play together, it was really fun. Um, they tweaked the combat a little bit so that it's uh, a little bit more challenging than in the base game. Um, and some of your abilities work a little bit differently, but uh, it was a welcome change. Um, so there's there's some neat like mechanics you can do now. Um, I don't know. Have any of you played Final Fantasy 15 before? No, I have it. I have not played it yet. Ah, Okay. <laughs> ah, well, there's um in the the main game like how you dodge is you just you hold square and basically you like automatically dodge through attacks at the expense of NP. Um, in multiplayer, instead of like automatically dodging, you throw up a shield in front of you, and it's directional. So like you can have teammates hide behind you while you're throwing this up. Um, so it's it, it, yeah, it's cool. They changed a few things that were really fun. Um. I also jumped into Divinity Original Sin for the first time, um, right as the second one is in open or uh, early access right now. But um, so far, that is a fun RPG, and I am obsessing over that one really hard. Um, again, I recruited a friend to play through that one, and he's obsessing about it as well. And we've been like messaging each other on Discord back and forth, like trying to plan the next time we can play together. <laughs> Um, I think that's about it as far as playing and watching. Awesome. Been gone on vacation, so I haven't really had a chance to play too much. Right. Uh, you mentioned Final Fantasy 15, and if I played it, I haven't. But there's a really easy like flow chart to figure out if I played a Final Fantasy game. And the first question is, does it support 3D? And if the answer is yes, then I haven't played it. So... Um, yeah, you can sort of figure out when my like <laughs> times for playing the Final Fantasy series were. So um, in terms of what I've been playing and watching, well, so I think, and I wrote about this on Cheerful Ghost because it was a real crazy roller coaster ride, but uh, I got to pre-order a Super Nintendo Classic on Walmart.com for like four days, and then they canceled it. Um, which was like the craziest roller coaster because you think, oh wow, you know, I'm one of the chosen. I'm one of the few. And then, and then it was like, oh, no, sorry, kids. That was a mistake. And a lot of people were disappointed, including me, because I honestly was 
like what game am I gonna play first I'm gonna save it for Christmas I'm gonna open on Christmas and I was really nerding out like a really small child you know and so that was a real big disappointment but um, I've got a, a sort of like a, a file ready for all these places you can pre-order it and I've got my email address and all the, you know, telling me exactly when it comes to pre-order on things. And I've got kind of like a plan and if they, all the pre-orders hit at the same time. So hopefully I'll be able to actually pre-order one this time, but we already had our first episode talking about the likelihood of that not happening. So I'm kind of back to that point, but for a while I had hope and now I'm back to no hope again. Uh, As in terms you should of, be. Yeah, that's exactly right. So in terms of games I've actually been playing besides the game of disappointment uh, that Nintendo is really easy, you know, is really good about. Um, Super Mario Brothers 3, I've been playing that again, and I've been sort of going through that starting in the first stage and not warping, and I'm about at World 6 right now, and that's been really fun. Such a really tight platformer. It's the original Nintendo game, it's not Mario All-Stars version, just a lot of fun. I've been playing through Link Between Worlds, and I haven't sort of written a post on Cheerful Ghost about my exploits in a bit, but basically that's been going really well. I've just been, um, defeating the Dark World Dungeons and um, they're kind of mirrored the, the location of the are uh, where they are from the original links link to the past, um, but they make some you know changes in terms of what you need and the items are really different. And link between worlds, you buy items and if you die, you lose them or you rent items and if you die, you lose them and you can buy them out. But they're a lot of money. Plus, you have like you can gain up to like ten thousand rupees in this game, so they use death to actually have. Um, there's an impact in the game if you rent items and they sort of kind of encourage you to do it because you don't have enough money to buy them all unless you spend time just grinding for money, which is what I did. But that's kind of interesting, making death kind of a mechanic that actually has some impact. And then later they went on to sort of do that in a different way in um, the new Breath of the Wild game with death and that sort of, and making it really hard. So it's really cool. They've been kind of exploring with these different mechanics around death in the Zelda series for a bit. I uh, picked up Super Mario Land 2 and the six golden coins on Game Boy. It's kind of like I, I want to go back and purchase some really old, great games that I don't have. And this is one of them. I don't think they're going to do a Game Boy mini or anything like that. But um, it's been it's a really fun game. It's uh, It kind of has that uh, Super Mario World over mechanic. Um, and it's one of the f- first Mario games that really kind of were kind of like a Mario proper game on the Game Boy. The first one, Super Mario Land, was kind of weird. This one's a lot more Mario-like. Um, and I just completed New Super Mario Brothers on the DS, and that was really great. Uh, the whole New Super Mario Brothers series is really cool. I'm going to kind of kick into New Super Mario Brothers Wii next, which Travis sort of recommended on the site, which I am really excited to play that. And then it's continued on in New Super Mario Brothers two on the 3ds and then it's continued in new super mario brothers u on the wii u which i don't know how i'm gonna get that but those have been really fun just really awesome mario platforming in terms of what i've been watching a couple things i saw mystery saints Theater 3000 live recently on my birthday they came to portland and that was great to see joel there um, with the new host jonah and the bots and the full show live was a kick it was amazing they um they riffed on EGA, which is a classic MST3K episode um, about... Okay, I'm going to explain it. This is really weird. But the movie basically... EGA is basically... Um, if like Beach Party Bingo, those old 50s dance surf rocker shows, met uh, like a horror movie with a caveman. 
who somehow survives or something. Except it's not scary. It's just really weird and terrible. But it was hilarious watching it with a bunch of Misties. And I smiled and laughed so much my mouth hurt. That was incredible. So I also have two episodes left of the new season to finish. And I started a new Netflix show called Ozark, which is basically, I guess I describe it as Breaking Bad with Jason Bateman. Um, And that's really great because... um, if you could criticize Breaking Bad, and I don't know if there's a whole lot of criticism about that show, I'd give it. But one thing is the show's a little slow moving. It took a while to get things kind of moving in terms of, you know, getting the business running in a way that wasn't embarrassing. But I guess that was really part of the fun in the first few seasons, right? Which is them bumbling through crime. Um, in Ozark, they kind of get you started and they move things forward. And he's you know, doing his thing, uh, humming along with the business very quickly. So I think that's maybe one difference where Breaking Bad took a lot more time. Ozark doesn't, but it doesn't suffer character development, which is really good. So again, really good show. If you liked Breaking Bad, if you like Jason Bateman, it's definitely got him there. And it's a really interesting backdrop. And I like it a lot. I I think that uh, Netflix is doing really well with some of its original programming. So that's been pretty good. So that's kind of what I've been playing and watching lately. So, um, let's move into our first topic. Um, what games we're excited for coming out for the rest of the year? We've got a couple months now until 2017 ends, and there's quite a bit of gaming year left in the game year. So I'm just curious what um, everyone's really excited about. Travis, let's start things with you. What are you digging about coming out in 2017? I'm really excited that there are two id software titles that are coming out this year. I kind of thought there for a while that that would never happen but we've got wolfenstein 2 the new colossus and quake champions this year i'm looking forward to both of those a lot that's right they're both coming out this year yeah and quake champions is free to play too so yeah okay yeah then they're gonna have that like you can buy it and get unlock a bunch of stuff or play it free to play but it doesn't look like that's going to be a like a pay to win thing you can still compete in the free to play model which is great um also really looking forward to red dead redemption 2 i love that game on the ps3 and i'm glad that i have a ps4 now to play that because i was afraid that i was going to try to hold out for that on pc and it probably would never happen so red dead 2 on pc yeah they never released the first one for pc they haven't talked about pc at all for right well, if GTA so. Five is the is the model, they might look at doing that, and I hope it kind of is. I know there's probably no hope of Red Dead Redemption coming to PC, yeah, but there might be some hope for Red Dead Two. I don't know if they're going to talk about it before console gets its due, but you know, yeah, yeah, and it might be the same thing where they release it with a few extra little features and then re-release it on the PS Five <laughs> <laughs> HD, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also in the more indie scene looking forward to Cuphead. It's if you haven't heard of it, it's oh, a little yeah. little game looks great. indie game that looks like an old school cartoon. Um it looks like it's got that kind of old school Nintendo difficulty and haven't seen a ton of it, but I'm really looking forward to seeing more of it and eventually playing it. I'd say probably mm. most of all though is the new God of War. I've been such a fanboy of those games and Finally getting I love in. what some people are calling the new God of War game. They're calling it Dad of War. Right, right. <laughs> I, 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 hope that the, I hope that the kid thing isn't annoying where you've got to keep them safe and fail the mission if they get hurt or something like that. I've always hated those missions in games, but 
Right. Yeah, really looking forward to that. Well, I think we have some games that show how you can do that really well. I think that Bioshock Infinite showed that off pretty well in terms of Elizabeth. So if they do it like that, I mean, but I think some people are like, Booker, you know, I mean, they thought she was a little annoying. I didn't feel that way, but... No, I never did. Some people thought so. Yeah, even when she threw you stuff. Like, it wasn't useful, really, but it was kind of cool. Yeah. It was nice to have somebody else to play with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So maybe your kid will throw you, like, people's severed heads and be like, throw this, Dad. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. That's cool. What about you, uh, Tim? What are you uh, looking forward to coming out in 2017? Um, I don't know. I I think my uh, my games are a little bit boring. Um, Divinity Original Sin, uh, like I said, I've been playing through the first one, uh, and that put number two on my radar. I'm not real big on getting into early access games these days, so I'm going to wait till it eventually gets fully released. Right now, that's scheduled for September, but um, you know, delays happen and stuff. So who knows? But uh, that should probably be out by the you know, before the end of the year. So that's one that I'm looking forward to. Um, and then I I guess I'm looking forward to Metroid Samus Returns on Game Boy. <laughs> uh, it's been that so long really since fun. we've got, like, a side-scrolling Metroid game, and it looks, it looks really good. Well, we did um, on the Wii Metroid Other M, but I heard it was really bad. I wanted to rebuy uh, I, those kind of Wii yeah, games that I, kinda, I missed, but I heard it was terrible. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I, I heard really bad things about that one too. Right. Um, you know, so this is a remake of a really good Metroid game. So how could they go wrong? It it's is. Nintendo, yeah. Right? Yeah. The, and I really liked the second one, you know, on the original Game Boy. But um, it, that's one that would definitely benefit from an update. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm, I, I don't know if there's any plans to do so, but I really hope Star Fox Two, um ends up getting a standalone re or like release just in case I can't get a Super Nintendo classic. Um well, it'll get a standalone release online that. in some form. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I don't know but, how, but I'm sure it'll end up somewhere. Yeah, uh, those are really the only ones that I'm like really excited for and really paying attention to. Star um, Fox 2 is going to be great. Yeah, the new Mario games for the Switch they look interesting, um, but I don't have a Switch right now, so I don't know. I you know I can't say that I'm super excited for a, a game on a system I don't own yet. Although I don't know, maybe maybe when the holidays come around, I'll pick one up. So that new Mario Switch game, what's that called? It's like Super Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look interesting to me. It looks like <laughs> Galaxy, but the graphics I don't like as much. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'll play, I'll play it. I'm sure, but I don't know. It just doesn't look like it's for me it just looks bonkers i love mario games like it does look weird yeah Yeah. very weird like i agree the art it just looks not like a mario game i guess yeah so i don't know what happened with that or if they're doing that on purpose or something i I think there's like the there are portions of it where it does but then when he pops into what looks like new york city it looks more like a low-res gta game or something it's kind of strange interesting comparison which makes little sense for a mario game i think but maybe it works in context of the game i don't know i'll have to I was gonna say it's probably one of those things where once you get into it you're like oh yeah mm-hmm. this feels pretty good i mean that's one of the things about the mario games too looking at it is is one thing but playing in it is like if if the controls and the mechanics feel really good then it'll probably 
something like a realistic environment like New York City or whatever it is, whatever city they're in, it'll probably have a, you know, a forgiveness buffer because of how good the rest of the game might be. Yeah, yeah. And if they're really trying to make you feel like it's an alien place and the graphics aren't even very, like, you would feel that, I guess, right? So I guess it just sort of depends on what they're going for there, too, you know? Oh, that'd be awesome if they were all robots, like if it was a, <laughs> a robot city. It's, West, it's Westworld. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, so um, in terms of what I'm looking forward to coming out in 2017, there's a couple games. Uh, like Travis said, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Wow, you know, can't, it's going to be a fun one. Um, but in terms of the indie scene, there's this other game, and it looks like I might be putting a ton of time into it. It's Into the Breach. It's from the creators of FTL. It's kind of their next game. It looks like it's a mech game, very similar to kind of like Pacific Rim Kaiju turn-based strategy, which is an interesting combination. So I think that looks really good. It looks it looks really fun. I don't really know a ton about it, but I really like what I've seen so far. And Ben Prunty's doing the music again. He did the music to FTL and I love his stuff. So it's like, they're getting the combination right. You know what I mean? So it's definitely something I'm looking into. And this isn't really kind of what we talked about, but I want to mention sort of a game that I'm not as interested in, but typically I would be. And right now, if, like, I w- if this is me like, I don't know, like six months ago, I'd be salivating about the new um, Hearthstone expansion, Knights of the Frozen Throne. So it's not that it's not cool. And if you play Hearthstone, it looks really good because, I mean, that's all fine. I mean, it's going to be I'm sure it's going to be a great expansion in that capacity. But I just think I'm going to play it, but I don't know how much. And I'll probably just get some free stuff and maybe open a pack or two or maybe I won't. I don't know. But that's interesting. It's just funny how, you know, you sort of put a multiplayer game aside for a while. And I don't know. Just you're just kind of not interested as much anymore. But I look at the cards and they look great. It looks like everything's yeah, they're doing a great job designing it, just probably won't play it as much. So um moving on to our next discussion oh, zone. Oh wait, go ahead. Uh, you missed something. I want a chance. Go ahead. I wanna I wanna know. Oh, what oh, oh I'm sorry, I missed you. <laughs> Script. Um All I, intentional, uh, folks. That's intentional. I'll go <laughs> I'll go quick. Um Three games, well, two games in a DLC, uh, and they're both coming out pretty soon. Absolver is coming out um, at the end of August. Uh, Third-person melee combat MMO kind of fighter um, really reminds me of, um, in a way, like the spirit of it reminds me of um, the duels we used to have in Jedi Outcast. Um, I've been looking for something to fill that void, even though this is... I mean, you could argue it's a completely different kind of game. It looks like it would fill that niche pretty well. Um, Battle Chasers Night War is coming out in October, I think. Um, And it is from the guys that made the... um, the dark uh, dark siders games um and uh it looks it's based off the battle chasers comic books and it's continuation and it's the jrpg style uh gameplay combat um fixed isometric view and it just looks absolutely gorgeous if you haven't checked it out definitely check it out um and the last one is the horizon zero dawn dlc the frozen wilds uh, won't I don't think it comes out until December, but um, 
really looking forward to getting back into Horizon Zero Dawn. I've contemplated going in. I know they one of the recent updates for the game they added a game plus mode, um, but I just haven't haven't had the time. Haven't had the time. So I was thinking of waiting till like I don't know a month or so before the DLC comes out to give it her a replay and then dip back into the the new content. Should be pretty juicy. That's it. Yeah. That's, no, that sounds really good. I think it's good to like buy stuff when you're gonna or around the time you're gonna play it, especially with the amount of stuff I've got in my back catalog. You know, if I, if if I'm not gonna immediately play this thing, I will not buy it. I just don't have. You know, I've just got so much stuff. So, yeah, cool. All right, everyone. So, I was online the other day, as as I often am. Okay, and I saw a post which was like. The new Star Wars Episode Eight promo shots were leaked. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to get too much spoiled in a promo shot leak, right? It's like, you know, Ray and Finn standing, holding a blaster or whatever. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. I can see their new costumes. It's probably not a big deal. I'm going to see their new costumes probably, you know, more in trailers and on toys and stuff. So I didn't think it was a big deal. So I saw this one really sweet, and I shared it with you all, and we'll put it in the show notes, a link to it as well. Um, It's a potential spoiler, so I guess. Spoiler warning for episode 8, I suppose. I don't really think this is too big of a spoiler. You guys know what we're talking about. Is this kind of a spoiler? I don't really think so. No, I I don't Uh, think so. I don't consider speculation as spoilers. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely speculation based on a promo shot. So again, I I really don't... This is going to go in a poster or something. (sighs) So... In one of the po- promo shots, and I got it right in front of me, you have Luke Skywalker, Ma- Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master Luke, who is looking like a badass with his foot up on a box, which I'm sure they're going to like Photoshop the box out or whatever, and then the floor and everything in the backdrop. Whatever, it's totally untouched. But he's in his his outfit, which firstly aren't Jedi robes. They're just not. You know how in like the Phantom Menace, everyone has the same Jedi robe that Obi-Wan had? you know, in the original New Hope or whatever. He's not in that. He's just in an, a sweet-ass outfit with a sweet cloak and a hood, and it's kind of, like, brown or dark or whatever. And he's got a sweet cane, staff kind of thing. You guys would call it, like, a cane or a staff, right? It's It looks like it has some, like, ornate carving at the top. Anyways, it's like a walking stick. It kind of reminds me of something Yoda had, I guess, but not as not quite as big he probably doesn't need it but he probably uses it or something to walk around with i don't know anyways and i thought that was a really kick-ass picture i didn't really think too much about it until um i was i was looking at the comments (laughs) and people were like where's his lightsaber and i'm like what the heck are you talking and then and then i was reading posts where like fans are freaking out about the new um episode eight last jedi promo shots because luke skywalker has no lightsaber and firstly like my first reaction was like shaking my head like oh my god whatever and then i thought about it i'm like wait should he actually have one and so that's kind of the question i want to open up with you to you guys like i don't know like should luke actually have a lightsaber in episode eight the last jedi that's the question i mean i have some thoughts on this but i'm wondering what you guys think about it I I guess I I I don't know why he wouldn't but I guess it could be I under his tunic, right? Could be there. Could be. Yeah. Or he could have left it in the temple or wherever he's staying. It's not like 
Right. There's a big threat anywhere near him that he couldn't sense coming a mile away. So that's, uh, that's a really good point. I guess he wouldn't need it on him in the cave. Or he could, maybe it's at the top of a rock fixture on the island, and if he needs it, he just force pulls it to him. You know, I mean, it's yeah, like... Yeah, he could definitely do that, absolutely. He, um... Yeah, I don't know. Travis? Yeah, I think your, your um, comparison to Yoda is an apt one, because it's the second movie of a trilogy. The the force user from the first movie is like, learning more about the force and is going to be training in the second movie. I mean, he is the Yoda of this trilogy. So I think that's probably the imagery they're going for. Like, whether or not he has a lightsaber, you know, he's been out there by himself for how many years now with nobody visiting, no threats to fight. I don't, he might still have it somewhere. He's just not keeping it on him. He doesn't really need it in his day to day life. I don't see the, I don't see the outrage that people are having. I I, I think I can go either way. Like he he has it. Or I he, don't get the outrage at all. Yeah, either. I think it's silly. Like he has it or he doesn't, and I don't really care either way. <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Because I okay. think he, he is a badass. He doesn't need it. He's going to be training White boy Slim Ray. So, him. right, totally. Would it bother you? White boy, if he did not have, if he didn't use a lightsaber in the entire episode eight movie, he just didn't pull one out to fight. He did something else. Would that bother you? <clears throat> uh, no, it, it wouldn't bother me. I, I think that'd be totally fine. Um, my money is on that he is going to have a lightsaber because, of course, he's going to. And I mean, cynic, you know, not to be cynical or anything, but just for merchandising purposes they're gonna give him a lightsaber <laughs> you think disney's you know? stepping in on this one <laughs> yeah there's no way disney is going to miss out on the chance to sell another toy you know especially since ray's lightsaber is just the same anakin one you know <laughs> that they've been right. selling for decades right um, well, they don't have to remake it it's good the design's still good yeah there there's gonna be a new lightsaber but just you know as a hypothetical here if he doesn't, like, I don't think that's character-breaking or anything. I was kind of surprised and a little disappointed when Yoda had one and was, like, whipping it out yep. and doing backflips and stuff in the prequels. Yeah. You know? It was kind of cool at the same time. It was kind of cheesy <clears throat> and different from how we knew Yoda already. The well, it was yeah. cool in a what-if sense, but I don't <laughs> think it made sense with what I understood his character to be unless... What George Lucas is saying is there's a big difference between that 30 years between between um, the prequels and when Luke talks to him or whatever. It's not even 30 years. It's like, what, 16? Where Yoda just somehow evolves the not need for not having one. And this is kind of all answer the question like, this is where my money's at. This is what I want to see. I don't know if this is going to happen. Luke doesn't need a lightsaber. He's beyond that now. Just like Yoda in... Um, an empire was beyond that, and just like the emperor didn't need one. And if you look at what the emperor said in Jedi, he's he's looking at Luke's weapon. He's like, "Oh, Jedi, this uh, your lightsaber. This is a Jedi weapon. Like, good. You you, you it, it looks really good. Like you did a good job there. It's almost like he's talking about it as if like, oh, this is beneath me. This is a Jedi thing. I'm not a Jedi. Like, and obviously Darth Vader had one. So I think I think there's this level." Where this is kind of how I understood it with Yoda and the original trilogy and the Emperor. There's this place where you go get at your Force level where you're like level 1,000 and you don't need a lightsaber anymore. Clearly, the Emperor didn't need one; he could shoot lightning bolts out of his hand. Clearly, Yoda, given the spirit of the original trilogy, if he did get into a fight, I don't think he would have needed one. He could have done whatever, right? So 
he just moves he rooms around spaceships right i don't think that he really needed a lightsaber to you know get into an altercation and i think luke might i think what johnson might be going for hopefully i could be reading way more into it or maybe this is what i just want to see but i don't think he needs one um i think he could fight without one just fine but we'll see we'll see again this is just sort of fan speculation based on kind of how i think about the force it seems like like you mentioned with the prequels um it didn't seem to be much variance in anyone in the force it seemed like everyone about had the same about a kind of ability except for the emperor but everyone was about the same yoda wasn't that much better than dooku and like i it was just like rock paper scissors and whatever the plot needed someone lost it it didn't seem like there was much there um lightsaber fights were you know just a bunch of sword swinging they were good but you know wasn't there necessarily to advance the plot so i don't know yeah i wouldn't bug me if he didn't have a lightsaber it's probably going to be a situation like um, in episode eight where like in episode seven luke you didn't see him until the very end and he didn't even talk so in episode eight he, he won't have a lightsaber until the very last <laughs> second he'll pick it up but he won't actually switch it on until episode nine that's really odd. just like grab it out of someone's hand it's already on <laughs> <clears throat> the the movie ends and it's like luke is surrounded by enemies and then you see him whip his robe back and there's like a lightsaber there and then it cuts to the end credits <laughs> that's awesome the, the theater just instantly catches fire because people are just so furious <laughs> well here's another question do you think he's actually going to talk in episode eight well, he does in the trailers anyway, so that's... He talks oh, in the trailer, yeah. 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 yeah, sorry. I thought I had something funny there. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, Johnson, apparently you never watched the trailer for the movie. That's funny. That'd be awesome. Uh, cool. I mean, so in terms of episode eight, is there anything that you're all looking forward to seeing or kind of hoping that happens that you were kind of thinking about? Paper. That's seriously. It seems like a strange yeah. thing to say, but that that trailer we see paper with this ancient right. stuff, and we that's there, right. that's, there's no paper in Star Wars until now. And I'm hoping yeah, that they they talk about the Quills more and their relation to, to the think, Jedi. Is there paper in Star Wars to that point? No, I actually I looked don't it think up. It's <laughs> ever in any of the movies or the shows, but I'm not I'm not familiar enough with like the books or comics to know if it's in any of the extended you know universe stuff well lucasfilm wiped i mean disney wiped most of that but yeah apparently one book from the early 90s had it and that was it there's like a wikipedia page about it i can't remember exactly what it was but in in canon there's never been any wow that's funny wow okay (laughs) i guess it makes more sense how people could forget the jedi so fast if they have no written history you know computer crashes wiped out the whole history (laughs) The Empire is just like, delete! (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, it's kind of like in the prequels where they're like, where did the solar system go? You know, it's like, all the gravity is pulling to this area. So what happened? God, this cringe moment. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. And as we end things off, finding out more of where we can find each other online. Travis, we'll start with you. You can find me at cheerfulghost.com slash Travis, or uh, let's just keep it there. I can't even remember my Twitter handle right now, so that's good. Awesome. <laughs> Script? Uh, cheerfulghost.com slash script. Um, 
Instagram, John Ingalls Art. Um, follow follow the game that I'm working on, Final Equinox at uh, Final Equinox. I think it's FinalEquinox.com or Frozen Entertainment, Frozen Wasteland Entertainment.com. You can find the game there, but. Um, I'll be posting more art soon. I haven't posted in a while because we've had some things happening with production, but um, a little going backwards to go forwards. And uh, it's really good stuff, but um, hopefully I'll be releasing some of it soon. We will as a collective, I think. Well, that's awesome. That's really exciting. Can't wait to see some of that stuff. White Boy Slim, where can people find more of you online? You can find me at cheerfulgills.com slash whiteboyslim. And you can find me on Twitter at WhiteBoySlim. And you can find me at CheerfulGhost.com slash JDodson and Twitter at JDodson. All right. Thanks, everybody. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com, and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening. <laughs>